I don't know. I'm done trying to figure it out these days. <laughs> as long as we can hear each other. <laughs> yeah, that's the important thing. Uh, uh, oh, wait, I got to get these screens flipped. Sorry. I've got, yeah, no I've got you on one screen. And then mm. I've got my um, super high-tech research facility, which is just a blank <laughs> Google page on this screen. <laughs> right. yeah, so I need to invest in a really quiet keyboard so I can stealth, stealthily uh, look up things too. Because I don't like to, because I mean, I can do that because my, my desk covers my keyboard, so you won't really see that. And then I can, because I don't like to take my phone out. <laughs> yeah. Um, just, I, I think I've, I've adapted in, in an evolutionary sense <laughs> to like whenever someone brings a phone out i'm always like what are you looking at you're probably looking at 10 different things right now because you know back in the day you were probably like someone brought a phone out and you're like oh he probably got a message but nowadays yeah. i'm like you probably have like 10 things you're probably trying to balance it's like yeah. just, just you're focus probably on looking this. at memes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah you son so of just, a bitch <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> <the> facebook <laughs> but anyways uh, how have you been Oh, not bad. Just, just, you know, you know how it is. Like when you're younger, vacation is awesome. And when you're older, it's even more awesome. But the responsibilities that you come back to are so much worse. (laughs) Yeah. Um, There's real repercussions. It's like, it's not just like, oh, I have to go back to school. It's like school's been waiting. And the whole time you were on summer break, they just backpiled all the (laughs) His backlogged yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. That's, and, you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's it's unbelievable. And, you know, then you run into <laughs> kind of like managing client expectations in my particular line of work. And, you mm-hmm. know, I had an auto reply out saying I was out of the country and mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And then, you know, you still get emails that say like 911 the emergency please respond and first off i just don't respond to them because i'm uh, you you know i'm not there i mean whatever yeah and then you know you get back and you call them and, and they're like sorry my cat had a fever and i was panicking and i'm like yeah that's not my problem and it's like <laughs> it's not that i don't feel bad for you it's not that i don't feel bad for your cat um but you know when I'm, I'm just 14 margaritas deep and on a beach in a country where English is not the first language, I, I don't want to hear about your cat. <laughs> Plus, it's like, call a vet. What am I going to do? I'm a lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> your I want to make sick? sure I wasn't you doing anything illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So, did, yeah. uh, have you been listening to anything interesting lately? Uh, well, I did give the Black Keys album a listen. Um, mm, oh, yeah, the new one. Yeah, I liked it. It does. It sounds a little bit more like their earlier stuff, which, you know, I appreciate. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a good album. It was I was, you know, it's weird. It's not like I have low expectations for the Black Keys because I know sure. I know they're pros and I know they're going to be good. But it's just kind of funny because it's like. I don't have low expectations, but my expectations were still surpassed, which I guess is a good mm. thing. Yeah. Um, well, it's like, I I'm, have I'm not just glad. listened. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I'm just glad, like, because, like, they, that, like, when I listened to the single and stuff, I was like, oh, this is cool. I was like, I hope it's, it's still pretty fresh and it doesn't sound like, you know, I mean, they, once they're on, like, this is like their, what, 12th album or something like that. Like, now I'm just in that stage where I'm like, ooh, I kind of want to see them do something like really weird now. You know what I mean? Like I was really, I like this album. I like, I'd like dropout boogie. Um, like I like wild child. That get, that'll get stuck in my head. Yeah. But, um, but it's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed it, but like, there's a part of me just cause I've been a fan of theirs for so long that when all the reviews and like all the little like tweets I see about reviews and stuff for it and it all says, you know, black keys, you know, at the same old, same old, you know, or still at it, you know, and like <laughs> using these phrases of like, yep, they're still on the same pattern. You know, I, 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 I can't help but kind of get wrapped up in that same kind of th- not stale thinking or whatever, but thinking that like, I want to see them do something like I, cause I like let's rock. Cause that was a little more like, to me, that was more like Nashville rock esque, you know, right. and this one's more, more in their, uh, their early, like maybe this sounds more like, you know, uh, like brothers or something like that. Um, yeah. 
but I, th- I, th- I, I do just, think it's a natural next step after Delta Cream because uh, you know Delta Cream mm. it's all covers of the Delta Blue stuff, and then they come back with this, and it still kind of has some of that sound, but it is very distinctly also definitely the Black Keys and not the right. Black Keys covering a bunch of old blues tunes. So I, I appreciated that about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. I guess maybe I'm voicing something about the future then that I hope their next album is something like unexpected. Ooh, or what if they feature people like they featured a uh, uh, Billy uh, F Gibbons on this one, which I thought that was interesting that they yeah. shouted, put a feature on there. But yeah. Like, yeah. Shout out to, to Texan native Texan, Billy F Gibbons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of want to see them do that now. I'm starting to become more accustomed to that when I'm like, you know, I like this artist. I've liked him for a long time. Now I want to see somebody get involved and like really, really churn them up in a different way. You know, I, I've just really gotten more into that, especially with them, I guess, because they've been so consistent. Now I'm ready to see them like, go, you know, go into a new cocoon. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for or whatever. Yeah, I'm, I am ready for a true Black Keys psychedelic album uh, because mm. one of the things that I did in preparing for this episode um is listen to some of those albums from the 60s and 70s that that we're going to talk about mm-hmm. ones that we wish we had we had been there for the recording and um yeah. I listened to Electric Mud and After the Rain by both by Muddy Waters because mm-hmm. they're both that just but you know Electric Mud is so cool because it's muddy waters surrounded by these dudes who were like dropping acid and playing these psychedelic sounds over, over these very classic blues albums. Mm. And I don't want to encourage, um, you know, Pat and Dan to go drop a bunch of acid and get in a recording <laughs> studio. But if they could get to that headspace without actually breaking the law, that'd be pretty cool, I guess. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Or, or even like, just take the production. I mean, obviously, like the feel of the song too, but like the the production to like Tame Impala, like Inner Speaker, like that first album that like because that's like such a really good psychedelic rock like example, like modern psychedelic rock, right? Um, that I think would still fit their their sound, you know, or they would translate really well to that. Because there's anybody that like that, uh, that I know likes the Black Keys, and then like they're like, what? Who's Tame Impala? Or like they hear like the popular stuff. I'm like, well, you should listen to Inner Speaker. I think you'd probably like really, really like that. And it's it's always, I mean, that's a killer album in itself. But it's just a great, great example of uh, of yeah, of psychedelic rock using the same same kind of techniques or or just different techniques, but similar sounds. Just switching up the production of it, making it a little more like you know crazy and sensational in different ways. But yeah, no, but definitely it's like some something. I mean, even <laughs> even if the Black Keys went like full on like. Uh, like some kind of like 80s like <laughs> you know the new wave weird like stuff that you'll get, get a bunch yeah. of synthesizers involved like i'm curious just because like i don't know i trust them you know <laughs> there's some yeah. bands i'm like no stick to your sound like you got it but like them i've just if, 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 i've been so confident in them for so long like i'm ready to see it get mixed up a little bit <laughs> all right well pat and dan we know you're listening out there and it sounds like <laughs> sam wants a cover of tears for fear songs just a whole album dedicated to the music the of Tears for Fears. <laughs> that one eighties band. But yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah. Or Depeche uh, Mode, I guess. That'd be a good one. <laughs> yeah, oh, that'd be interesting. But no, um Yeah, no. But yeah, that album's pretty good. I've also been listening to um uh Kendrick's album, um, Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers. It's uh have you listen to that one? So I I haven't yet. Um it's funny because I, so, you know, you and I have talked about this before. Um, when I was in high school and early college, I was a lot more in tune to the world of hip hop, um, mm. which I don't, I don't know that a wider sounding sentence has ever come out of my face before. <laughs> so I apologize for that, but um, I really enjoy the culture. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not, but, but, you know, like, yeah. I was in high school. I was a lot more open to listening to newer stuff because I'm just mm. an old stubborn ass now. But, you know, also <laughs> I played sports. And and if you go to any summer basketball tournament across the country, the music that's going to be playing over the PA systems is mostly going to be, you know, rap and hip hop and stuff. And so 
Hmm. At one point, I was a lot more in tune with it, no pun intended, but I, I've fallen out a little bit. But my friends that are still in it, they like the album. My wife likes the album, uh, which would normally be the kiss of death for any album for me because she has a terrible <laughs> taste in music otherwise. But uh, I hey, love her to death. But, um, <laughs> you know, so but I, I think with this one, I think she's she has her hand more on the pulse than I do. So she probably is mm. more capable of judging it for its quality than I am. But I do need to give it a listen. One of my good friends down yeah. in Austin uh, said it was great. And he was a big proponent of damn when it came out. And I did like damn the parts of it that I can remember listening to. So I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to give it a listen. It's super good. I, I, I think I like it more than damn. It's very, um, um, I mean, thought through, like every song is very complex and like the writing and storytelling is always, you know, epic. I mean, he's a phenomenal storyteller. Uh, but there, there's just, I mean, each song is almost like a, a different topic of therapy. <laughs> like it, that, it, that's kind of be, that kind of feels like the theme of the album. And he had just addresses so much stuff over like really tantalizing, really sensational, like beats and, and, and changes. And, um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very, it's a very like, in, yeah, I don't know. It just keeps you interested. Man. You know, it's one of those albums where like, if you want to have an album, like a, you know, basically like a listening party or something, or like, if you're like one of those people that gives an album with like a, a super dedicated listen, you know, like when you like put it down and you're like not going to like be on your phone too much or whatever, and you're going to read the lyrics and you're going to read like who's involved. Like, I don't know. Kendrick's albums are always great for that because there's just so many people like cool and in, interesting people involved. And, um, and it's just, yeah, I don't know. I just like to treat his music like a full piece of art that needs all sen senses kind of focused on it. And then you can just like, I don't know, it's just an experience, you know, sonically, texturally, uh, vocally, you know, the way he, he sings or, or the way he, or, or, you know, finesses lyrics or, or tones or little noises, ad libs, things like that. I don't know. He's just a sensational, um, storyteller and, and he gets amazing people involved and there's just a lot of people that respect him. So they're just eager to, you know, do their best. You know, that's just always the best when you have a phenomenal artist that respects the other artists and it just becomes this like prime focal point of like, you know, artwork because everyone's just ready to just like, you know, do their, you know, do their absolute, absolute best, make it sound as much as great as possible. And yeah, I don't know. His stuff always just comes off like that. It's like, woo, that's, <laughs> That's an experience. <laughs> Man, when you said something about an album dealing with different therapy talk topics, I was just hoping the track names were like picked last in gym, gym cat class. You know, dad never hugged me, <laughs> put down the fork. <laughs> you know, uh, and for any Freudians or Jungians out there, uh, that was not any sort of introspective comment from me. I, I do need to put down the fork, do but not. my dad was a very loving guy, so it's okay. Uh, <laughs> do not look into that. <laughs> but no, but yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a super interesting album. Um, and it's a good balance, too. I want to say that too. Like there's like songs on there that are like really like hyped up and high energy. And, and there's other stuff that's much more like poetry and much more like, uh, just an experience to hear the words being said, not necessarily to get you in any mood or whatever, but yeah, I don't know. Super good though. And then I don't know. So yeah, yeah I was listening to like the black keys. I was, I saw on like a Hendrix kick cause I was learning a few different or practicing a few different songs and, so, and, and in the last time we spoke, I, I think that was the beginning of my Hendrix, uh, tear cause, uh, a voodoo child, I, I just got obsessed with that. And then I, I was learning it and playing it and then just doing other stuff. But besides that, you know, today on and off and listening to Ram, cause I think Ram came out today, like back in 66, I was just listening to, uh, uh, a woman, a why, which is actually just a bonus track. It's not a, it's not on the original uh that's a interesting song i love that song <laughs> you ever heard that one yeah i have i'm trying to th think of it off the top of my head i know i've heard it but i'll it'll come back to me <laughs> but yeah that, that one's just it, it's just like paul is like blowing out his voice he's just like straining his voice like the whole time and he almost sounds like what's his name from acdc um <laughs> like the he first really guy does. or the second guy uh, bon scott or brian johnson <laughs> i i think it's the first guy <laughs> Um, good because bon scott was great 
<laughs> uh, little little secret to all the music fans out there. Brian Johnson sucks. No, he doesn't. <laughs> it's just Bon Scott was so much better. Mm. He played the uh, he played the bagpipes for God's sake. How do you not love that? <laughs> but uh, but yeah, but I don't know. That that's that's been the majority. I mean, honestly, I've been practicing a lot. Like a lot of my free time, I've been like working on trying to get some music out this summer. That's a, a big goal of mine. Um, nice. So, yeah, it's been a lot of my free time has been spent doing that. But yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, my, I have my calluses got softer up. while we were in Mexico. Like I, I was, I played guitar a lot on Sunday and then some yesterday afternoon, and it like hurt more than it normally <laughs> does because I, I. <laughs> led my stupid pampered lifestyle for two weeks and then <laughs> lost some of the callus. <laughs> yeah. I like, I, I, I don't know if I've, well, I've definitely drummed for like hours, but like, I don't know if I was drumming as intensely as I was as consistently as I was for that long. Cause yeah, I have like, I had like a, a blister, like it didn't turn into a blister, but it's like, it's a callus now, like on the very front edge of my finger that like popped up just over the last couple of days. I'm like, Oh dang. Mm-hmm. And then I was just thinking about, I'm like, I guess I played through that whole playlist and I looked at the playlist. I'm like, oh, wow, that was like two hours. <laughs> and I played it like multiple times. It's like, okay, <laughs> I did wow. that for a long time. Yeah, because I was just really, there's a few songs I want to cover and other ones. I just, I, I tend to play in that timing or like I like the style and I was like, I'm just tired of tripping over myself or like playing with someone else to practice it. And so I've just been like, my wife was out of town the other day. And so I was just like blowing out like the music. <laughs> like in my room right in my face and just like playing to it my house is like super soundproof too so like i've i've done a lot of checks where like i've blared music or i've had like a band over and they're playing i, I tell them like play as loud as we're gonna get and like they play as loud as they can get and i'm standing out in the street and i'm like i can't hear anything i'm like okay great this is perfect yeah. <laughs> okay i feel safe <laughs> i, I, like, I, I promise yeah well i i promise i won't get too off topic here because i know we do need mm. to bring it back but there is a house um behind me and like two over where they have a high school student living there who is in the marching band mm. and i he must be in like the like the baritone brass section because it always sounds like you know like baritone sax and tubas and sousaphones yeah. and that kind of stuff <laughs> and like in the lead up to football season Every year we've been here, like Monday through Wednesday until about 9.30 p.m., you can just hear like a group of probably 10 dudes playing brass instruments. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And playing like the high school football, you know, standards. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The rally. Yeah, it all. It, it, yeah, it's it's like the world's saddest pep rally is happening in the alley. Like it's, it's <laughs> uh, I, and I, I've yeah. never said anything. I did, but that's it's so funny because they they always play in their garage, or it sounds like they're playing in the garage, and mm-hmm. we can hear it just fine, and we're pretty far away. So so apparently well, the the houses over in East Dallas are not quite as soundproofed <laughs> as where you are, but. Well, um yeah it is but funny but, I, but I like hearing it i mean oh you know. sure but there's here's a piece of advice for any young people that have a garage and a literal garage band uh if if you're getting noise complaints maybe you don't have to turn down your amps and stuff maybe just close the door because <laughs> when you leave the door open you're just making this massive like acoustic just channel just like let's just just like blast out even louder you're just amping it up so much by leaving it especially if the garage is empty (laughs) it's just totally empty (laughs) there's not a sofa in there there's nothing soaking up anything and there's not even a tree like in front there's nothing it's just gonna like go out into the world because like i've been in this neighborhood where where we live where like there's like a house where people have recently moved in and i can hear like the couple like talking like clearly i'm like wow they are being so loud. That's incredible. And I look at the people or through the window. I'm like, they're just standing in their garage. They're not even talking that loud. Like I, or I go outside to check the mail. I'm like, they're not even talking that loud. They're not yelling. They're not, it's just because yeah. they're standing in the middle of the garage and it's just amplifying yeah. so much. Like, dang. Anyways, well, one one yeah, day you and loud. your wife are going to be out getting the mail and you're just going to hear, yeah, I think his mustache is pretty sexy. Just like <laughs> drifting across the house. <laughs> and your wife's going to get real jealous. <laughs> <laughs> no, because it, it was probably her. 
That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, one uh, one last thing. I yeah. do want to say, I agree. Shut the garage door. Um, but you know, in the, in the lead up to football season in these parts, you know, that's, that's July and August and early September, maybe don't shut your garage in because you'll be dead in about two and a half (laughs) minutes. If you try and and jam out in a real hot garage like that, that's that's true. A hundred degrees outside and 115 inside. (laughs) Good old Texas. Oh yeah, man. You ready to talk about some. Studio shit. <laughs> yeah, man, let's do it. <laughs> well, um, I can kick us off. I actually made a post uh, today about a song from this album. <clears throat> it's um, I would want to be there for some of the sessions for um, I mean, obviously the whole thing. I mean, I, I, we can just assume that that's what I mean by most of this. Cause I just went album by album for the most part. Um, but, you know, I would want to be there when Bill Withers was doing his first album, when he was doing Just As I Am. Cause just, just to experience it, you know, cause, cause one here, here's, I know how we always kind of bring this up when we address a topic or kind of an open-ended topic. Um, I mean, I guess all of them are open-ended, but, um, uh, that this is my criteria personally, this is how I figured out how I wanted to make my list. And I thought about get back. I thought about like that kind of being like an ultimate, like fly on the wall kind of experience outside of like, because in that, you know, the director and people still kind of ask them questions, ask them things and interact with them. So it's not always just like you're just watching them work and you're just in the background capturing it or witnessing it. You're they're also interacting in some sense, which um, so, so I was just thinking if if you could do that exact same type of deal, but but for any album, you know, but it'd be kind of like your your memory is like is like that production. But, you know, for any album, like documentary style, like this is the first one I thought of just because like, you know, cause he was 32, I believe when he made this album, he had, he would, he was, uh, working at a factory and, uh, and he was playing at cafes and stuff. And, um, and he had, he had a few songs and then when he got to the, he got the, got the deal and started working on the record. Um, you know, I mean, there's other people at the studio that really fell in love with his style and his stories. I mean, like Steven Stills was there, um uh and he plays on the album too um what's his name um graham nash was there um and they were both like cheering him on like like there would be parts where he was being self-critical and they would tell him like no i think that's amazing like it's great or like i've told you this like um in uh ain't no sunshine like you know he was the i know part like he that was a placeholder but then they were there and they said like no man i think you should just leave it that's actually that sounds great. It's a vibe by itself. Like it's just <laughs> awesome. And, uh, and so it's, um, I don't know. I just, I would just love to be able to see more footage of, it. I guess that's the best way to put my criteria in the words is like anything I would want to see more, or just witness like so much more and like to see all these like clips of, but just be my personal memories, whatever these additional clips are, they would just be what I witnessed. And, and I would just, it would be so cool just to see that because he just exploded and, and it's just such a great, I mean, he's one of my favorite songwriters and singers of all time. And um, yeah, I don't know who wouldn't want to see, you know, a champion of theirs, you know, at work and breaking through, you know, so that's, I don't know, I had to make sure to mention that one. Yeah, that's a good one. And it, it's it's funny that you mention Get Back and, and kind of some of the interaction with the, the directors and other production mm-hmm. staff who were there for the actual filming. Um, because, that, you know, I thought about that. And, and by the way, I just wrote down Beatles because, like, I'll be <laughs> honest, like, I would be so excited. You could just uh, like put all the albums up on a wall and throw a dartboard, <laughs> and that's the one I want to see, right? Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, with Get Back, it is different because if they knew they were being filmed and they knew they were interacting with the directors, then you cannot you cannot discount the fact that in some way that was a performance. Right. And especially mm-hmm. Paul. Paul sure. McCartney is kind of just oh, a natural yeah. showman, mm-hmm. um, which, uh, you know, I, he it worked for him, works for him, worked for the Beatles in general. Um, but, you know, I, I don't. Like when you're watching Get Back, I don't think you're seeing that much real, genuine Paul. I don't, man, that sounded way harsher than I meant it. But, 
you know what I mean? There, there are moments. It's just Paul no, strikes I, me as the kind of guy who like is always cognizant himself. of the cameras. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he, he understands, he understands dynamics. Like he, he yeah. likes to flesh it out. He doesn't like to just think what he thinks. He likes to realize and be careful. And right. so like, yeah, no. So like if he knows the camera is going to be on him, he's not, if he's, if he freaks out, it's going to be like off camera. Cause you know, he says that a lot. I'm a very private person. So I just right. feel like he keeps himself in check and just respects the rules in a way and just does his best with what's what, what's what there. But yeah, he just keeps himself in check. And yeah, so I do agree. It is what that is probably like an act, but um, I don't know. Anytime there's a camera in the room and there's an artist, <laughs> Like yeah, gonna, I mean, right, right. it's it's bit, it's, so. it's it's like uh, it's it's like uh, you know quantum physics, right? The act of observing observing a phenomena actually change can mm. change the outcome. Yeah, um, sure. particle wave theory and all that stuff that mm. people way smarter than me understand much better than I do. Um, so I, I'm just I'm not even going to touch the Beatles because I think you probably feel the same way. What if, you know, yeah. if someone was like, you can go see any Beatles album you want, except it has to be please, please me or whatever. It wouldn't, like, it wouldn't it wouldn't be Beatles for sale. That's for sure. I would be yeah. sad if my if my if my dart landed on that. I'd be like, oh, man, <laughs> I hate that that's album. fair. But, you know, <laughs> help a hard day's night. Oh, uh, yeah. White album, Magical Mystery Tour, Sgt. Yeah. Peppers. Uh, I mean, I can't. Uh, other than Beatles for sale, I can't think. And even Please Please Me, which I think was probably a little bit more boring because they were still wearing suits and George Martin had them very rigidly, you know, mm, whatever. Sure. Uh, it, but even still, just watching people who, it, you know, watching your favorite band work is going to be yeah. uh, something. But So I, I, I really didn't touch it. I literally wrote down Beatles. <laughs> I plan to say exactly what I said, and that's about well, it. But um, I, oh, go I ahead. didn't write. I, I didn't, I only wrote down one and I'll just, I, and it was just the white album. I, I thought about it really hard and it's the reason why I also did it as one of my only, well, it's only one so far, uh, album review that we did. And it's why I, I, I wanted to do that one is because it's just got, there's just so much involved. You have outside people, you have people quitting, you have, you have, uh, people playing other people's parts that they wouldn't normally play. It's just, I don't know. It seems like there would just be so much interesting stuff going on that I would want to be there just to, to see it and to see it in accuracy, you know? And so it wasn't just like, oh, well, you know, so-and-so said this. So I walked out and like, did he though? You know, <laughs> but, uh, but besides that, you know, like just Beatles related, the other one I wrote down just in the little notes, like the footnotes is like band on the run, just because it was such an interesting setup and scenario. Um, just because like, I don't know, he felt like he was about to fail and that just made him bust out and work hard again, like really push it again. And I don't know, or McCartney, like I have that written down too, but then I scratched <laughs> it out his first one, just because I, I don't know. I always think about that as like an indie album, you know, making your own album and like, you're not making it for the market. You just want to make a song. Cause like, I think my wife is great. So I'm going to make the first fucking track, like just singing her name, you know? <laughs> Now, well, when whatever. I told my wife what the topic was today, she was like, are you just setting yourself up to talk about the Beatles for an hour and a half? <laughs> <laughs> no, we rain like, ourselves. No, in. this is a concerted effort not to, as a matter of fact. <laughs> we try to govern ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like all governments, it's a little corrupt, but but we try. Um <laughs> That's right. No, so one one I did want to mention, and I may have taken your spot. Sorry about that, but um, no, Led Zeppelin three. Mm, um, okay. There's a, a couple things. First off, that really is a tale of two albums because side one has like immigrant song on it and is more, you know, to in celebration day, you know, it's very guitar heavy, typical Zeppelin, whatever. But the yeah. back half is a little bit more folksy. It has gallows pole right. and that kind of thing on it. Um, but it was recorded at Headley Grange, which is in Hampton, England, Hampshire, England. I'm sorry. I obviously did real bang up research. Um, but basically, it was recorded at an old 
farm estate, uh, kind of in what the English uh, almost certainly would not call the boondocks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know, it was recorded kind of at a country estate in England. Other other bands had used it. Genesis used it uh, in the Peter Gabriel days and the Rolling Mm -hmm. Stones had used it before Zeppelin. I think maybe like Traffic had recorded there, too. Hmm. but Jimmy Page, being the weird freak he is, um, you know, is super into the supernatural and the occult yeah. and all this crap. You know, I think he had some sort of weird a personal experience out there. And I'm I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying he was possessed or anything like that, because that's that's a that's a can of worms I don't want to open right now. But, you know, obviously that place affected him in some way. Um and I think anytime you have a band that records in a place and that place has an effect on the band, that's going to be cool to see. And, you mm-hmm. know, Aretha yeah. Franklin recorded an album of gospel songs in a church. You know, same thing. I, I, I would like to I would like to have seen that just because if you're singing gospel, if you're Aretha Franklin and you have Aretha Franklin's voice and you're and, you know, and I believe she was a person of faith. And so if she was in a church singing gospel songs, there's no way that that setting couldn't affect her in some way that would, you know, be manifested in how the album was recorded or whatever. Um, Yeah. So I think that would be cool. And, and plus, you know, just seeing a very like strung out Jimmy page goes, there's a devil in the closet or, you know, whatever. (laughs) That would be pretty funny. Just watching like four very stoned men trying to figure out what that knocking noise was. And, like all the while it's like pizza delivery at the front door or something like that. You know, <laughs> um, I think that would be fun. Yeah. So, so Led Zeppelin three is one I would like to, I would have liked to have seen. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. I figured you would, you would have a Zeppelin one. So I, I would add on that. Uh, yeah. I was going to bring up Zeppelin one just to see them like just that de- same debut kind of energy thing, like with bill, like, you know, and they're monsters already. Like they're just such energetic, crazy people <laughs> so just be interesting to just see it you know come together rough rough or smooth you know whichever part you know it's like wow they just came up with that just like that or like wow they fucking had to really work to get that together you know either way it'd be impressive <laughs> just because it sounded you know phenomenal as a debut you know just be so curious how that came together but um you know speaking of uh rowdy but coming through really well the the one that i wanted to make sure to mention was uh rumors um oh Mac. yeah um <laughs> you know that one's that one's kind of the other one that i was i want to be there just for accuracy's sake but like yeah well what did you do you know it's like <laughs> like well, someone so said this like yeah what'd you say like you know <laughs> it's because there's there's so much drama going on but so much greatness you know just being pumped out of that sound city studio but uh you know it's everyone kind of knows some of that story but just to be there for the chaos would be interesting <laughs> yeah but it, they'd see like you'd walk in and they'd see you and Lindsey buckingham would write a song about like stevie nicks cheating on him with you or something like that and it would end up on the album and be fantastic <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd go by himself an eight ball of coke sitting down with a pencil <laughs> and, and just think I think this Not podcaster m- might be might be laying with my girlfriend um, biblically. <laughs> That's probably how Lindsey Buckingham spot talks. Um, so, exactly. Like <laughs> yeah, spot on. It. Yeah, that that was just me doing an impression. For those of you wondering, that wasn't <laughs> Lindsey Buckingham. wasn't here in studio. Uh, <laughs> he's well, out writing more songs about Stevie Nicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I actually I just realized you you touched on one that I didn't. I didn't, I, I forgot the mention was on my list and that was, uh, electric mud. Uh, I just want to circle back to that before I forget that. Yeah, that, that, that would just be so cool. Like I would love to see like, not, not just the things you described, but also like muddy adapting, like seeing his improv and his, like, his just like leading, you know, ability in a different genre or like in a fusion kind of setting, you know, it's cause he was so traditional or like doing his own style for like, a while and then like to have the label like put an edge on it to see like how he took to it he's like well that's stupid you know or i was like yeah okay (laughs) yeah i'll I'll sound like jimmy i'll mess with it or like you know how he got along with the people you know or they not even pay attention did they know the music did they respect him just all that kind of stuff it'd be so interesting to see um but yeah i guess i've kind of given you one and a half 
happen. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I hope it wasn't like this, but I think it was probably like a guy who had only ever ridden a horse. And then someone comes to town today in the world's first car, <laughs> you mm. know, like I, I don't, I don't know that for a fact, but you know, can't you see muddy waters, like putting a lot of love into making sure the saddle on his horse is nice and shiny. And then he's just really holding out. Cause he doesn't think the, the electric motor carriage is going to take over the world. Um, the internet's not going to catch on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man won't fly for a million years. Um, <laughs> but you went, was, but it was an article but, in the New York times in like 1908. It said, man will not fly for a million years. And then like, oh, that's interesting. I know that. yeah. Then like three years later, the Wright brothers had, <laughs> had a <laughs> wow. plane that could go a few hundred miles or whatever. It's pretty funny. Uh, hmm. Um, a combo of two that I would have liked to have seen recorded is Overnight Sensation and Apostrophe, both by Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention. Mm. And the reason I bring both up is because both albums were recorded in the same sessions. It's just they were released like six or seven months apart. Oh, okay. Um, those were big Zappa albums, and I am I am not as into that whole like early prog stuff that a lot of people are. I am just mm. kind of I'm in the shallow end of that pool. Um, you know, I think Frank Zappa might be the easier shallow end, and then the like King Crimson <laughs> is the deep end. Um, <laughs> yeah, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer, but um, yeah, so. Uh, I'm getting into Frank Zappa. I like Frank Zappa a lot. Those two albums are fantastic albums. They're great examples of early prog rock, a lot of mixture of and what we would now call fusion, right, of mm. rock and blues and jazz, and even some, some elements of classical music are found in it. Um, but also, because it was the early 70s, there's a, there's a pretty heavy funk influence, which, you know, mm. I like the song Montana, by Frank Zappa, which my wife never wants to hear again, because when we went to Yellowstone and stayed in Montana, I sang it every day. Um, <laughs> I don't blame her for never wanting to hear it again. Frankly, even I got tired of it. I was, but it, you know, I was in Montana every morning. I would wake up and be going, "I might be going to Montana soon," and she would just go, "Shut up!" Um, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> yeah, but. You know, both of those albums are great, and I would have liked to have seen the recording, not only because it's kind of a two-for-one, but also, you know, I don't know much about Frank Zappa, but I have heard he was a meticulous perfectionist of a band yeah. leader. And, yeah, you know, when he would audition people, he would tell them to start playing a song, and then when they were halfway through it, he would say, okay, now play it in B and play it in 5-4 time. And they had to do it as seamlessly as possible. They would get part part way in and he'd go, all right, go back to common time. Now play it in F or whatever. Hmm. And, it, you know, if you couldn't do that, you were not in the Mothers of Invention band. I mean, you just weren't. And uh, yeah. so, you know, that the, the musicians that he surrounded himself with were held to an incredibly high standard. And so, you know, yeah. that they are some of the best of the best. And I think Frank Zappa was was a savant at the guitar. And so seeing people who were that good at what they do make those two albums, but also have fun with it, because I think I, you know, I think that if you're in that environment, it's probably easy to get burnt out. It's like, why am mm. I why am I doing this? It's not fun anymore. I'm just listening to this drill sergeant. But I think that those guys who worked with Frank Zappa knew that about Frank Zappa and loved Frank Zappa and therefore were able to maintain the joy that can be lost when you're playing with someone who is so meticulous about things. So, oh, yeah. um, and I, I have no real reason to think that by the way, I mean, you know, we might get an email from someone who was in Frank's band. I was like, no, Frank was an asshole. We all hated it. Um, <laughs> I, I don't see that happening, but, um, so anyway, but that's uh, yeah, overnight sensation and apostrophe, which I believe were 73 mm -hmm. and 74 respectively. Okay. I've I've listened to apostrophe apostrophe. I'm familiar with that one. I don't think I've really taken a serious listen to the overnight sensation one. It's a good one. It's the O V E R hyphen N I T E sensation. Hmm. Uh, apparently, hmm. he really liked punctuation. Being that the next one was named apostrophe, apostrophe, or yeah. for the British <laughs> people living out there, inverted comma. Um. 
do they I'm say just kidding. That? I think that's what they call oh, quotes, okay. but oh, okay, some stupid British thing. <laughs> Anyways, uh, okay. Um, my next one. Uh, all right, I'll go with this one. It's kind of two because um, I kind of decide. It's the same artist, so I'll just say both. Um, it is. It, I'll start with because the internet. Um, one, I I'm a huge Gambino fan, but I'm also just a huge Ludwig fan. Um, the producer. Um, I would just love to see how they came up with certain ideas. Uh, you know, I don't know. I just like to witness this, some of those songs being built, you know, and, and testing it in the different versions and just trying out different effects and intros and how they came up with the concept and came up with the screenplay that paired with it. And just all these different things. Um, but just Ledwig's also just such a pro man. I would just love to see how he structures and works with uh, with Donald Glover and and all the other act and you know artists they had involved and um, you know the same same exact reasoning but different work for um, Awaken My Love. Um, I just love that album so much, man. It's 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 just great, and I would love to see the same thing um, how they address that album for that you know funkish you know it's almost more like P funk you know kind of album and. Um, see them work with uh, uh, with like uh, Gary Clark Jr. and I don't know, just again all the artists involved in that album. It just I don't know, that'd be an amazing thing to be in the room for and the witness. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't really have anything else. I just those are just two albums that like I've just always loved how they were produced and everybody involved and uh, yeah, that would just I would just love to be able to witness some of those things being put together. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I get that. That's nice. I, yeah, I mean, it, you know, this one, I thought that I was going to have more of a kind of hard and fast syllabus for what I was looking for. But, mm. you know, by and large, a lot of these albums, I'd be I'd be going through, um, you know, my library or whatever, and I'd just find something and be like, oh, yeah, that would have been cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't have any particular, and it might suck. I mean, you know, it might be, you might get bored or it might be in a terrible location or whatever. So, sure. I mean, it, you know, but um, yeah, so that was, it was not as scientific as I expected it to be, um, <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. Um, science I mean, is overrated. It- <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But no, I, I, I would just say a majority of mine, there's not like, like a significant like reason. Most of the time there's just like, there's important things involved that made me just want to be able to witness it or, you know, whatever. But I just think that's kind of expected with this topic, but well, what do you have next? Um, so next, uh, since I did mention Aretha Franklin earlier, I'm not going to go with the one she recorded in the church, but, um, I'm going to bring up soul 69, um, mm. from Aretha Franklin. And, uh, it was released, as chance would have it in 1969. So lucky, lucky she was going to name it that anyway. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So soul 69 is kind of an interesting album. And I, I don't, I don't have every single Aretha Franklin album in my library or anything like that. Mm. Um, And frankly, most of my contact with Aretha, Aretha Franklin albums in my life has been people who have, uh, you know, she had a Queen of Soul collection that was like a four or six disc collection that came out. And, mm-hmm. and you know, they're they're just these compilations and greatest hits. And so, um, however, one time I was in a music shop. Uh, it was a long ago place in a thing called a shopping mall. And it was a store called Sam Goodies. <laughs> and um, <laughs> they had this album called Soul 69 that was on sale for like $3.99 or something like that. And mm. I bought it because I kind of had an idea who Aretha Franklin was, but you know, I I only knew the hits. Um, sure. And I bought this album, absolutely wore it out. Um, and I started reading about it, and it was kind of it was interesting because apparently at the time it was very very well received by critics, but it didn't sell well, and it mostly just kind of mm. got forgotten. Um, but it's a great album. I mean, it, it just is a good it's just a great album and it's got a bunch of covers. Uh, well, everything is a cover. Um, she's got a great version of gentle on my mind. She's got a great version mm-hmm. of today. I sing the blues by, uh, Fort Worth's own Curtis Lewis. Um, she does a cover of bring it on, on home to me, the Sam cook one. 
um, not the old Willie Dixon one or whatever it was. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's just a really, really cool album. And I was looking at all the personnel and like everyone and their mom played on this album. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's not even really worth mentioning i mean she had a horn section on some she had she had all this stuff she had a vibraphone uh, you know on the album which is wild but uh and on four different tracks she had a vibraphone um, <laughs> you know but it's just a cool album and and i think it's uh it's overlooked because like you know there aren't very many of these songs that she has on this album that were on those huge compilations that I was familiar mm. with growing up. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why I like it is because it's like not much of this album ever made it on any, any sort of greatest hits thing, but I absolutely love it. Um, and so I, I think seeing her record that album and it, and because I know now that it didn't sell very well, it almost feels like my little secret, like soul 69 <laughs> feels like a, like an album that was made for Ben 20 years before he was born. Um, and uh so i think that's why i like it too is it just it feels a little bit more personal um Mm. even though there's absolutely no evidence to back that up uh and and you know i think anytime you have some sort of connection with an album like that then seeing it seeing it being made would be great plus who i mean i've never met anyone who has a bad thing to say about aretha franklin's voice right? right i mean yeah. <laughs> you could you could take her recordings to any point in history and everyone who heard it would be like, damn, that that, that lady could sing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah, so that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. So Soul 69 from Aretha Franklin. Nice. Um, oh, I just realized I have another one that I've kind of already mentioned, but not really because um, I mentioned it before we got on the topic. Um, so I'll just make this super fast and then go to another one. Um, Inner Speaker um, by Tame Impala. Um, same kind of deal. Debut album. You know, just trying to see the energy because it's mainly him. He composed it and did all the parts like himself and put it together for the most part. And so just like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he had like people in the room at times, but like just just even to see it, like just to see the process of him like working on it would just be, I don't know, so inspiring. Like, wow, man, what a dedication, you know. To put it together and like man and just such a piece of work uh well and i and i kind of brought up another one too when we were talking about like what we've been listening to um um i didn't bring it up in this sense though but it's to pimp a butterfly uh by kendrick um same thing you know i just want there's so many crazy people involved uh, a lot of folks from texas um shout out uh, but uh but just yeah so much so much thought you know put into that full album so much phenomenal musicianship so much um complex and like interesting production work and yeah i just that that would just been amazing to see um you know and and in the same sense of uh uh, just just the other one i have on there in sense of like high quality production work and it's like a a, just a league of people (laughs) involved is uh bonavir's album his last album um or their last album um i comma i um i did a review of that one with my brother um a while back and um this another one just has like it's got so many people and some random people too but like so many great artists is involved and they do little parts but you know they just do a phenomenal like sound collage and just a beautiful composition of like all these ideas and um just yeah just the sounds and and the textures in it it's just i don't know it's such an interesting piece of work that i would have loved to see them you know arranging their synthesizers and figuring out how to get the tone and like you know having just a bunch of people in the room like no that doesn't sound right you know i know it needs to be sharper like whatever and it just again there's just so many interesting people involved like moses sumney or like uh a hornsby's on it um oh uh, yeah bruce hornsby. yeah yeah um, love bruce hornsby and um yeah i don't know it's just a super super cool album um yeah i don't know or bonavir the the tie the self-titled one they did it's, it's not it doesn't have like a ton of people involved and it's not like crazy chopped up and produced like insanely like the other ones but like it's just beautiful i would just love to witness that being made because i just find it as such a beautiful piece of work nice yeah you know i didn't write that many from more recent years i should have but a couple that i should mention um boys and girls from alabama shakes Mm, that was their first album Mm -hmm. um i looked it up to make sure i had the date right 2012 
Um, it's a great album. That was that was one of my first forays into the kind of I guess what you might call neo soul, kind of the revival of that more soulful mm-hmm. sound that you get um, not only out of Alabama Shakes, but of of bands like St. Paul and the Broken Bones and the Bastards of Soul here in Dallas and that yeah. kind of thing. Um, um, Brothers in Arms from uh, oh, Dire Straits. Yeah, early 80s. I, I think if you've listened to this podcast before, you've probably heard me talk about how much I love uh, Brothers in Arms. I mean, it's really weird. I, I, I like I, it's it's like an album that I have like a puppy love crush on. Like, I can't really explain <laughs> it. It's just <laughs> like it's like I I used to have the album cover framed. Um, I, I don't anymore because I had no place to put the actual record. Uh, <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, this is kind of like if I was a 14 year old girl, I would probably have a poster of, (laughs) of, of the album or maybe just of Mark Knopfler by himself, if we're being honest. Um, (laughs) so that's one I always liked. And then, um, one other one that I wanted to mention just kind of in this slightly more recent, um, uh, this more recent group is, and let me let me find it. Um, it was actually the album. Oh, good Lord. Come on, Ben. Be better than this. Um, it was the album from the Wallflowers. Uh, oh, man. Hang on. I can do this. I can do this. Bringing down the horse. Good Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, is so... The Wallflowers, led by Jacob Dylan, son of Bob Dylan, who himself apparently had a music career. Um, <laughs> it, the, it's the album that has Sixth Avenue Heartache, One Headlight, Three Marlenas. Um, I I like a lot of that era music. <laughs> um, mm. You know, the mid-90s kind of singer-songwriter band stuff, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Gin Blossoms, another band I like. Oasis, another band I like. Um, yeah things like that but um bringing down the horse which i can't believe i forgot the name of because it's such a great pun um that's that's one of my go-to albums if i'm in the mood for something like that and that one i would have liked to see plus um since jacob dylan recorded it i might have gotten to meet bob dylan at one of the recording (laughs) sessions (laughs) not that i don't have an interest in meeting jacob dylan i really i really do he seems like a great dude but um, you know, it would have been cool to meet Bob, especially like in his fifties voice starting to sound like gravel Bob. Cause they seem like he probably would have been more humble than height of his popularity, Bob. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. <laughs> yeah. So taking a guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. Except you just won't understand a word he's saying. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, right back. Get right back at you, pal. Like what? <laughs> likewise. Um, likewise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, do you, uh, I, I probably just have like a few more. Do you want to just do like a cluster rapid fire kind of thing? Yeah, man. Speed round. Uh, do you want to f- finish yours out or? Sure. Yeah, I've, I've got three more I wanted to mention real quick. Um, okay. So, Blonde on Blonde from Jacob Dylan's father, Bob. Uh, mm. <laughs> um, Blue from Joni Mitchell, which is such... I mean, oh, I, yeah. you know I love Joni Mitchell. I could listen to her sing the phone book. And it is such an easy pick because it, what it's just a beautiful album from, from top mm. to bottom. Um, yeah. And then Inner Visions from Stevie Wonder. And... Nice. Stevie Wonder, that was that was kind of the last of that real classic um, Stevie Wonder period. It came out right after Talking Book. It has higher ground right. on it. And yeah. it is probably the funkiest of those three albums that came out all right in a row there. Um, and I got uh, a little funkier after that. Oh yeah, well he got he yeah he got funkier after that, but uh, of the like kind of classic early seventies, mm, yeah, Stevie sure. Wonder really coming into his own. I think that that was, I think that's the one that includes the most elements of like jazz and funk, and plus he was on that weird keyboard that's like the like that beginning riff of Higher Ground, some sort of weird specialty keyboard thing. Um, obviously, I know a ton about instruments, 
but uh, but yeah, that's that's one I would have liked to see. Plus, I I mean, I just like Stevie Wonder seems like a nice guy. <laughs> I feel like of all the people I've mentioned, he would be the most likely to be like, yeah, come on, sit down, watch. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll be like, okay. So, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know. I have That's no real post. reason for believing that, but it, he as seems a, like the, like Bob Dylan would have been like, get the hell out of here. But, uh, yeah. or but Stevie Wonder would be like, like, Hey man, pull up a chair. <laughs> yeah. Or like you want to give me some like, notes? Or like opposed to like uh, imagine with Phil Spector <laughs> to bang yeah. a gun at you. <laughs> Don't interrupt. Uh, anyway, but those those are the last three I wanted to mention. Okay, nice. Well, speaking of Phil Spector, I will throw this one back out there because we didn't bring it up, but I gotta make sure to give it a shout out. Um, all things must pass, just as its epicness and its you know untouchable point in like you know history. <laughs> it's just got so many people involved and. You know, some of it was done at the castle, you know, it just would have been so interesting, you know, but, uh, and who, who wouldn't have wanted to hang out with George while he fleshes out stuff that he had been working out worth with, you know, never, never fit the bill for the Beatles, you know, but you're like, but he's got it, you know, it's like, but it sounds so good. You know, like just imagine like, you mean you've just been sitting on this, you know, (laughs) just all the different conversations, you know, it's like, okay, cool. We just finished. Uh, you know, art of dying, you know, what do you have next? Uh, you know, I had this other one from like four years ago called, isn't it a pity? Like, oh <laughs> shit. You know, like, <laughs> you're like, Oh my God. You know, you just keep hitting me. You're like, what else do you have? Uh, I got this one from, you know, I was in India. It's called what is life? Like, Oh my God. You know, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's, it's are you shitting me right now? Yeah. George? You've just been sitting on this. What the hell what is your problem? <laughs> uh, but so of course, you know, got to give that one. It's dues. Um, you know, and then a couple of other ones that I've, I've I've always made their rounds through my 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 head, through my ears, through my speakers, through my playlist. Um, and in fact, they're both inside of my vinyl like current round of like you know what I'm listening to. Uh, one is Run the Jewels Two. Um, I just love Killer Mike's cadence, his style, his um, his vocal style, but also his writing style. Uh, I love LP's production style. Um, it's so they're both just so in your face and high energy, but they do it so in such a manner that's so balanced that it's just like, oh, it's nothing but impressive. It's just, again, sonically impressive. It's it, their, their features. I mean, they have they get Zach uh, De La Rocha back into into the music um, and he features on that album. Um, it's just I don't know. It's just <laughs> that album is it's just man, it is electric. Um, I have it on vinyl and the vinyl is like this bright teal, like in white, like mix, <laughs> whatever. And it's perfect because like, I was always tell my wife, like, man, that's how I envision like this music. It's just like bright and just like, woof, like in your face, you're not going to miss it. You can't miss it. Um, and it's, yeah, I just, I just, I've always loved that. So it'd been, it would've been great. Like if there's ever a documentary about them making music, like, oh my God, I'm going to buy it. Like they want, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and another one, just because he's, he's someone that I've, kept up with since his debut um it's tyler the creator um it's flower boy um from a few years back it's another one of those albums that has just a phenomenal cast of 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 modern either up-and-coming people or people that are that are you know from his era and then just it's just phenomenal man i mean rex orange uh, county kills it uh you have frank ocean he kills it cali uchis is just amazing her vocal is just beautiful every time he, he she's brought in um, the only song that I found kind of weak on the album is, uh, who that boy with, uh, with ASAP, but, um, just cause it's weird, but it's supposed to be like weird. Um, but the, the whole album just flows so well together. Um, I, I love, I love how open he is on it. I love, uh, his vocal style, um, the synthesizers and the instrumentation that is used on it is very different from his past albums. It's very smooth and a little more retro. Like I feel like this one, this album might've been ran through tape, you know, before it was released. Like it just, it's got a a nice feel to it and it's not in your face. It's not like, wow, you know, trying to get like shock value type stuff kind of that he, he would used to do. I just love it, man. Um, I also have that on, 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 on vinyl and I just love listening to that one. Um, yeah, man, I'll always, I'll always give that one a shout out because it's just what a piece of work. But um, I would love to witness some of that. Man, I've never felt older than looking at this album on Wikipedia and not knowing who any <laughs> but like three of the features are. 
Anna <laughs> of the North, someone from Norway. Rex Orange County, who's from England. Yeah, Rex was great. Rex Orange. That's like if I called myself like Ben Northamptonshire or so, like some <laughs> random. <laughs> uh, that guy's great, though. He's got a great voice. Oh, yeah. I don't doubt it. Jaden. Oh, Jaden Smith. That one I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his his dad holes. just bitch slapped a guy on TV. Um, I say just. That's how behind the time I'm just finding out about Will Smith slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> Happened like two months ago. Uh, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I couldn't get away from it. But uh. yeah, okay. yeah. Nowadays, Man. if you said like the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard stuff, I'm like, what? How do you not know about that? Oh man! Every day, like the lamest uh, thing that I do as a lawyer is belong to a bunch of lawyer specific Facebook groups, um, <laughs> and every day, man. Every day, there's some like clip from the courtroom and Amber Heard's yeah. lawyer making an ass out of himself, or Johnny Depp's yeah. lawyer being, you know, kind of slick. And it's just so. And I don't, I, I don't do litigation anymore because I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate being in court, mm-hmm. but it is so funny because every once in a while something all happened, and I'm like, oh yeah, I remember that from law school. Yeah, you, you, you ain't supposed to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> in Texas, we'd call that a dumbass. Um, you know, that, <laughs> or a depending on what part of Texas you're in. But um, yeah, so it's oh, just kind of, it is funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready for this trial to be over, but I am, I do enjoy the very like esoteric lawyer memes that I see on the groups that are like <laughs> yeah. about obscure rules of evidence and discovery because yeah. it's, they 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 make my little nerd heart flutter. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is. By the way, it is. I I'm I shit you not. That is my worst quality as a human. Is how many different lawyers Facebook groups I I belong to. It is the thing <laughs> about my life of which I am most ashamed. <laughs> it's 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 awful. My wife is like, don't you get enough of that at work? And I'm like, apparently not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Well, at least hopefully you have knowledge from keeping up with it. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, now I know if I ever have to try a divorce in California, uh, don't put Amber Heard on the stand. Uh, (laughs) That's the main thing I've learned. Is don't allow Amber Heard to testify because she will not do a good job. <laughs> well, you would know that if you saw the picture. Did you share that picture? No, I didn't share the picture. Well, then we don't know that. Well, you would <laughs> yeah. know that if I shared the picture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I need yeah. to stop talking before people just like undownload this this episode. <laughs> They're like, oh, God. <laughs> You're another show that's getting <laughs> caught in the loop. <laughs> no, no. He's just a lawyer and we had to bring it up at least once. Yeah, I <laughs> uh, can't help it. It's a char- it's a huge character flaw, but um, <laughs> man, this was but fun. Yeah, this but- was a fun one. I I had a ton yeah. of fun. Just like th- I mean, I was seriously just did like um, Sunday. Uh, my wife had some stuff to do here, and and so I had some time where it was just kind of me in the living room and. I I was seriously just like sitting in my chair, going through my phone. If a song that I came across sounded good, I'd play it on the speakers. Um, just making notes and, and just imagining what it'd be like, you know, and, and, you know, you got to put yourself, um, within the times, right? So you're thinking if you get to see, um, you know, rubber soul getting made, you're like, okay, I'm standing there, I'm wearing a skinny tie, I'm smoking lucky strikes, like (laughs) (laughs) president Kenny Kennedy has been dead for three years. You know, it's like, you're just, (laughs) you're trying to put yourself in that place and it's fun. Um, it was just, it was just a lot of fun. Um, it made me feel like a kid just kind of using your imagination and thinking of the little things you'd see and, how songs evolve and, and the little notes that, that the musicians give each other, you know, how about, yeah. how about instead of this lick, when you're going from the D to C, how about you walk, just walk it back up. It's simpler, but it might feel, sound better or whatever. And it's right. just, yeah. Or some um, shit like from get back where like, it's just Paul comes in pissed off because basically everyone just quit the day before. And then just comes in, sits down, just starts, you know, just like riffing, just mess it around. And then five minutes later, he's got the, the rhythm, backbone of get back you know and then like, yeah it's, like, it's unbelievable <laughs> it's like they just like 
hang out and like, what's he doing over there? I don't know. Let's watch. <laughs> All of a sudden, like, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And then, two, and then six months later, they're like, man, that one little riff, it's everywhere now. Like, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's it would be like going into someone else's memory from from yeah. from Harry Potter is what I would think of it <laughs> yeah. as. Um, Spin it. That's another thing yeah. that makes my little nerd heart flutter. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it, it's just it's just crazy. It, it was it was so much, and I I always have fun preparing for these uh, because you know the preparation generally just involves listening to music and like what's not <laughs> yeah. to like. Um, yeah, same. But yeah, like this, whenever this one, list, I'm like, yeah, oh, man, and maybe, maybe it's that. just, it's, yeah, I mean, it, it has been a couple of weeks, I guess. So maybe I was just itching to get back, um, <laughs> you know, so maybe, maybe I've, maybe all that time in Mexico drinking all those margaritas, it just made me forget some of how much fun it is to prepare. But no, seriously, I, I mean, this was a really, really, really fun one. So I'm, this yeah. is, this is a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Well, I think you brought up that you thought of this one, this topic. Oh, did I? Oh, man. Yeah, I just wrote so it down. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be complimentary and just sound like an oh. asshole. <laughs> <laughs> this is a great hey, one. Man, that was a great job. Hey, thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you, you really left it all on the floor today. Yeah, thanks. Well, I know. Hey, I'm just, hey, I was just trying to be honest to make sure you get No, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. <laughs> I was well, just yeah, surprised that I had an idea that good. I guess this sounds more like a Sam idea. This is this is, <laughs> this is good enough to have been a Sam idea. Oh, wow. Head and shoulders above means. the Ben ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, but yeah, no, this was fun. We'll need to find a we'll need to pin down a good one uh, for next time. So, oh yeah, have <laughs> cool recording sessions. You're 100 percent glad you never got to see. <laughs> 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 trying to think of like the miles davis project where he was like really burnt out and just really mean to everybody <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, oh i don't want to be in that room <laughs> if it starts with backstreet and ends with boys i'm glad i wasn't there oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh well, man. cool man well, we'll figure out a good one for next time let's do it